This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomorereps.com.au. Okay, welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today, I've got another very special guest, and actually, she reminded me that she was on episode number 50, so if you're curious to, uh, to go back and listen, um, episode number 50 was with Rhonda Jansen, and we spoke about um, her battle with cancer, breast cancer, in fact, and, and obviously coming through um, under very tumultuous circumstances. So welcome, Rhonda. Morning, Paul. <laughs> Good to be back in the engine room. It's back, yes. Third time this week. How about that? Yeah, I love it. So we're yeah. sitting here in my gym uh, doing this one. But um, I wanted to talk to Rhonda again about um, life after, so obviously, surviving cancer. Now, when I say surviving, I know you're not, you don't classify it as remission, do you? Oh, look, I do. You do? I've, yeah, I do. But the medical people don't really like to say. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's, but I'm, I consider myself cancer free. Okay. And that it won't come back. Right. Very clear that it will not come back. Okay. Cool. So for anyone who hasn't obviously listened to that podcast or knows your story, do you want to just give a really brief overview? So you had breast cancer. Yes, I got diagnosed in October 2019 with um, breast cancer. Mm. Ended up having to have five months of chemotherapy. Yep. Which is a massive hit to the body. Oh, yeah. And double mastectomy, reconstruction and radiation. Wow. So the body really in 2020 took a huge hit mm. of chemicals and operation, just a massive hit. Can you explain how that feels? Like with all those chemicals getting pumped into your body, like do you feel flat, lethargic, just absolutely no energy? Is, is that sort of what it's like? Yeah, the first one, um, and it depends on the type of cancer, the first one of chem- round of chemotherapy I got was every fortnight and it's called the red stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. Um, I can't even remember if it is red, but it's the one that um, made me lose my hair. Yeah, right. It, it is so strong that the day I had chemo that night, I'd be so full of drugs, I could not sleep. I'd spend that night awake. I was wow. so full of chemicals. Yep. That uh, chemo would have me in bed for days. I was in bed for days. Just couldn't move? Had no just, energy? It had nothing. My body was just absorbing the chemicals wow. and I just, but I also saw that as a good thing I, yep. I saw that as my days in bed meant that the chemo was working yeah okay it meant to me the way that I my mind works is okay this means the chemo is working interesting perspective yeah okay yeah, this, is, this means the chemo is working yep um, and then the three months after that the chemo was fine but it was still I could feel it it's actually cold I could feel when they put in it in um, mm. I could feel it running through my veins and to me, that meant the chemo's working. Whenever I felt sick, mm. this means the chemo's working. Okay. This means the chemo's working. It's a good way to look at it, really. Yeah. yeah. That's how I processed it. Um, my nails, um, my toenails, some of them went black and fell off. Wow. Um, I got a massive um, blood clot from, yeah, what do you, yeah, just where they would put the cannula in oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. my, you know, massive um, blood clot. But I thought, no, that means my body's fighting it. Like yep. everything that made me sick I saw as a good thing can I ask a confronting question did you ever get to a point where you went oh I've had enough 
Like, was there a, was there a line that you, you just went, this, I've, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sick of this, you know what I mean? Never. Never, wow. Yeah, okay, never, never gave up. As you know, my husband got diagnosed with stage four bowel cancer yes. two months before I got diagnosed. Yes. And he was given two years to live, he lasted five months. So my husband died in January, um, um, January, January 2020. Mm-hmm. And, um, excuse me, I'm gonna swear. No, go I for it. I thought there's not a fucking hope in hell I'm yep. leaving my kids behind. Okay. There's not a fucking hope in hell yep. I'm leaving my kids. And that was the reason I got out of bed. That wow. was the reason. There wasn't, there was no point in time mm. that I was not going to get through it. No wow. way. That's impressive. No yeah. way. I was fighting everything. You can imagine people in those circumstances could potentially just go, no, nah, this is too much. Given the, especially in your circumstance, like you lost your husband, you, you, you're getting riddled with all these chemicals. You had to have a double mastectomy too, double didn't you? Mastectomy, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot going on. And that was really hard because the double mastectomy was in, um, April mm. 2020, so COVID, we were all in lockdown. Oh yeah. I couldn't even have my family and my boys come and visit me. Oh, of course. I, I was, I could not have, it was in April 2020, I couldn't have anyone visit me, so I was so alone. Yeah, I wow. I felt so alone, I was in so much pain. Yeah. Um, I had all these tubes hanging out of me to drain stuff from my body. And what made it worse, the day after my mastectomy, and I, I remember saying this in the last podcast with you, the day after my mastectomy, I woke up and couldn't stop crying because that was my husband's and my wedding anniversary. Oh, wow, yeah. And it's actually three days today. Is it? Three years today since my husband passed. Oh, is that right? It's three years wow. today since my husband's passed. Okay, well, that's somewhat appropriate that we're doing this now. That's Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. So, okay. um, but I saw people, you know, with because mindset to me is a huge thing, as you know. Yes. It's massive. Mm-hmm. And I believe personally that every thought we have is felt with every cell of our body. That's my belief. Okay. Every cell of our body feels our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying um, we can sit here and close our eyes and go, yep, we're gonna get fit, we're gonna get fit. Yeah. Are we gonna get healthy? Yep. Um, because that's not how it works. I have to do the work. You know, I've, I come and train with you. I yeah. have, you know, I wanna stick to my macros, I wanna stay healthy. It's not yep. just a mindset, I've gotta do the work. That's right. But I saw when I was getting chemo, especially chemo, um, I would sit, you know, I was was there for a couple of hours Mm. getting pumped with this wonderful drug. I love modern medicine that was healing my body. Yep. And I could hear conversations going on with different people there. And some people needed blood transfusions. Um, Some people were just so sick, they weren't coping with the chemo. Because it's pretty heavy stuff. Of course. pretty intense stuff but I was really mindful too of their self-talk I could hear them talk and I personally believe that that played a big impact on people's healing absolutely I believe our mindset plays a big big part of um, our healing process yep 100% you're totally right so that's a good segue let's um fast forward obviously now you as you say you're cancer free which is which is amazing um, you obviously, um, what's the word? You uh, provide provide your experience to others that may be going through it, so you can support others uh, along with obviously what you do in terms of your business. You go to a lot of events and things like that as yes. well, correct? Yeah. Yes. So you're obviously um, now having experienced that, you can 
help others, you can guide others, you can direct others, and, and obviously, as you mentioned, you know, provide the, the necessary positive influence that people may be lacking. Yes. That'd be a first thing, thing to say. Yeah. So what's the, um, what, from coming out the other side and obviously um, having been told that, you know, you're obviously going to survive and life's going to be pretty good moving forward, what were the, the, the sort of the priorities in your life after that that you decided to yeah. implement? question actually I I went in with a strong mind yep. and I'd always been going to the gym mm -hmm. and walking and um, but I came to you once I got the clearance that from my medical team that I could train yeah so okay. I've been training with you like I said the other day for two years yeah um, what became a priority was nurturing my body yep nurturing my body and looking after my body especially after so much radiation mm-hmm and we've had this conversation too. I couldn't, I'm fascinated with how weight training strengthens our bones. Yes. And I think not just for me from having radiation, but also people with aging. Yes. Is, I find it fascinating that weight training strengthens our bones. Yeah, because I, I don't know for a fact, but I'm assuming your bones become quite brittle through that radiation process and, and the chemo process, yeah? It does. I had to get a bone density test when okay. I finished radiation. So, you know, every so, every so many years they check it. Yep. But I know my bones are going to be really strong because 100%. I weight train. And yeah. I know that that's important. So what became a priority, to answer your question, was my health. Yep. Is my physical health. My, our bodies fascinate me. Yeah. Fascinates me. So yeah. I was pumped with so much chemicals. Mm -hmm. I've gone through radiation and my body's healed. Yep. And it's still strong and I have a strong body. And I find our bodies fascinating. We How can good. abuse it. Yep. Well, no. We can have all this modern medicine in it. Yeah. Sorry, I'll change that. We, <laughs> yeah. can't, we can't abuse it with food and alcohol. We yeah. can have, um, so my priority is um, making sure I weight train, nurturing my body. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, as you know, I'll have my glass of wine. Yeah, of course. And I'll do that, but looking after my body, um, healthy. I'm very mindful who I spend time with now. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm, yeah, okay. I used to be polite before. Yeah. And now I'm polite in a not with courtesy, manners and respect. If I spend time with you, it's important. Yeah, okay. Uh, you're important to me, and I get, you know, I walk away feeling good from that conversation. I yep. won't spend time with negative people. Um, I just won't spend the time. That's interesting. Well, I appreciate you giving up the time this morning. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> I, 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 this is my happy place. Yeah. Yours. Yeah, this is my happy place. Yeah. Um, really mindful of looking, um, also mindful of, I don't know how much time I've got left. Sure. So I'm now really doing the times and things that I like. To Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm more mindful. Yep. So let's let's move on to the specifics of weight training now. When you well, when you approached me, and you must forgive me for not recalling the conversation initially. What was your intention? What what did you want to experience? Was it did you know that I did specific weight training or was it just that you wanted someone to guide you in terms yeah. of further exercise? No, you trained a lady that I know down the Gold Coast. Um, oh, Brooke. Brooke. Yes. Beautiful Brooke. Yes. If you're listening, beautiful Brooke. <laughs> my husband, a little baby. Yes. A little baby. There she is up. Yeah, there yeah she she's on the purple. wall. Yeah, she's on the wall. That's right. Brooke, you're up there in your purple outfit. That's yep. her, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Purple. Yep, in the purple. Um, I'd seen, um, and I, I know Brooke personally, and I saw her photos, I wanted a strong body. Okay. I chose you mm. because I know that um, it's your passion. I know you've spent a lot of time studying and you still study and yeah. you're passionate about it and you get results. I wanted someone that could get me a strong body again. Mm -hmm. I wanted a strong, healthy yep. body. 
What do you say about the the stigma regarding females and lifting weights and that they'll get muscly like men and massive and you know all those things because that's still it's still very relevant today like there's a lot of newcomers that come to me and still say oh, I don't want to get too big or I don't want to look like a man you know it's still a very strong stigma you've been training with me now for two years you certainly don't look that way <laughs> no, I'm not a, um, I don't look like um, here's my favourite The Rock oh The Rock yeah I don't look like The Rock <laughs> um, I was listening to your podcast uh, well, uh, you and not your podcast but the by the video with Kelly. You yeah, yeah. Kelly last week. Yep. And it was one of your comments there, and I agreed. Is um, you got to be lifting heavy, 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 heavy mm. consistently, wouldn't you? Yes. Um, so your question was, will women get bulky? Yeah. No, not unless you're. You train that way. Not unless you train that way. That's and, right. And you don't train me that way. No, no, I don't. Like, um, you know, using Kelly as an example, obviously our objective with her is to to put on more muscle mass because that's her goal to get back on stage and compete so we need to obviously feed her a lot more to um, be conducive to weight gain and muscle development whereas for you it's about strength yes. that's the specifics of our training so um, yeah it's different for everyone and that's yes. why it's, it's important to have a customized approach whenever you train with somebody um, and, as, and you've experienced that for two years now you know two you, years yeah and, um and I'm, I um, got on the scales this morning, and I don't know if you saw my check. I haven't looked at any yet, no. Okay, that's good, because I put on a few little, a little bit, a little bit. Sure. For the first time in my whole life, when I saw that I'd put on a little bit, yep. I wasn't angry. That's good. Um, because one night I have had pizza this night, okay. um, one night and I had pasta, but for the first time, because I looked in the mirror, one thing I did when I was going through chemotherapy, Yep and radiation and surgery was I, every time I looked in the mirror, I would look at myself mm. um, in the mirror and say, I am so grateful for my strong, healthy body. Absolutely. I am so grateful for my strong, healthy body because I think women in particular are really mean to what they say to their body. Yeah. So yeah. women are so critical yeah. and mean when they look in the mirror and um, I'm grateful every day. So when I got off the scales this morning. I looked at how strong my legs are now. Yeah. I looked at how strong my legs are. I looked at my shoulders and my arms, and I could see the strength. Yeah. And the health. It's health a good way to look at it, isn't it? Yeah. And and that's an interesting point you raise. Why do you think that is? That we we females in particular, and I don't mean to sound sexist, but they do, and males do do this too. They do look in the do mirror they? a lot. Yeah, if we do, uh, probably from from a different perspective. Like guys want to be bigger and more muscular, whereas females want to look more for lack of a better term, toned. Um, what do you think that is? Like, do you reckon, in my opinion is that social media has had a big role to play in that. Um, you know, but prior to that it was magazines and TV, but I think social media now has a, a fairly significant influence on the way we think and see our, how our ideal body should be. Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you agree or do you have another take? I do take? agree, yeah. I think it's got a massive influence now, but I also believe it comes from, um, you know, I see clients too. Yes that it comes from when they were little. Yes. They were cu it comes from when they were little. As mm -hmm. an example, for me, um, I was always, I'm one of five girls, always, always the chubbiest out of okay. five. I was yeah. always the chubby one. Right. And I used to get called apple cheeks at school. Oh, right. My two older sisters, um, God bless them. <laughs> I still talk to them. Um, is um, um, fatso. Oh, and yeah. I, th I think for a lot of us, it can stem from when we were little. Yes. Um, and what we believed about ourselves when we were little. I can remember when I was young, um, we were out and a guy looked at mum and the five girls and said, looked at me and said, I can see the first one that gets to the trough. 
Oh, wow. And it's those things that we don't consciously yeah. think of, but they're very subconsciously embedded mm-hmm. in us. And without realizing it, we're adults now. Yeah. And we still think that we're that person. We still are, um, yeah, trapped in that mindset and we're not. I think we're so used to from a very, very young age. Yeah to comparing ourselves to others it's an interesting point you make like you mentioned before when you're in uh, hospital how you were listening to others and obviously you were sort of taking on the the positive language you know in ensuring that you continually remind yourself that you will defeat this yeah. it's the same thing there like if you're told something negative over and over and over again you're basically going to believe that that is the case hey yes, you yes, know and we talk about that in here as well yeah, you know yeah. where we're you know if, if you deem something to be too heavy to lift well you've convinced yourself oh. that it is but more often than not, you can actually do it. It's the, yeah. it's the, 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 the um, limiting beliefs. Yeah. And it is, and they stem from a very, very young age. Mm. You know, I get, um, you know, I'm really mindful too when I hear parents say, oh, he's shy. You know, they're talking about their little kid. Oh, yep. they're, they're just shy. Don't say that. Yeah. Because that's enforcing into that person, oh, I'm shy. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not fat. No, you're not, you know, whatever it is. Mm. I think we're from a very young age compare ourselves to others yeah absolutely and and referencing children they're sponges too so they will listen they'll take stuff on even when they when you don't think they're listening they're listening yes you know and they believe obviously everything you say because you're their parent or have an influence on them yeah very very um prudent i suppose yeah that's right absolutely so you know now um how do you see yourself in terms of your lifestyle your life your you know, I'm, I'm not going to ask, obviously, what, what's, you know, five years down the track or ten years down the track or anything like that because we honestly don't know. But, you know, you, you come see me. T- I'll still be here fighting fit. Oh, I'm, I know you. I'm I have no... <laughs> in the engine room. <laughs> I have no doubt. <laughs> I have no doubt. But, look, you know, many people would, you know, given the, the circumstances you've overcome, um, and there's a lot, like a lot of people wouldn't have experienced what you've experienced. You turn up here twice a week with a smile on your face. You're always happy with life. Um... You don't have to do that. So, so can can you sort of? Because a lot of people struggle with just simple stuff, you know, with the finances and relationship and jobs and you know, what what is some life lessons you've learned through this experience that you can sort of deliver to others that can influence a more positive outlook? I, I think it's good to to feel the emotions. Um, okay. Yeah, I think it's you know, don't get me wrong. I heard a song driving here to come in here, and it reminded me of my husband, and I had right. a few tears. Okay. Um, so I think it's really, I believe it's really healthy to feel sad. Yep. To get angry, to get pissed off. Yep. Um, whatever the emotion is, I think we need to let it out. Let it out. Yeah. The worst thing we can do is keep it in. I think it's really a human trait to have these emotions. Mm-hmm. But get out of it really quick. Yep. Don't sit in it. Get out of it and go, okay, next. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I would say is, okay, next, next. Um, right. And that's one thing I say to myself often, okay, what's next? Yep. Okay, what's next? But next. Yeah, okay. I think it's healthy to feel angry or stressed or, but I say to myself, okay, what's next? What do I need to do about it? Mm. What do I need to do about it? Yeah, okay. So rather than dwelling on an issue or dwelling and, and just sort of overanalyzing it, you try and find a res- resolution. I think we've become very, um, and even me at times, it's easy to blame something mm-hmm. or someone. Yep. It's so easy to feel like a victim. Yep. It's so 
confusing, whereas it's harder to look at ourselves and go, okay, what do I need to do? Yeah. I think it's it's important that we look at ourselves and say, okay, um, what do I need to do to change this? Yeah. And take full responsibility and accountability. And it's so easy at times, like not eating properly, it's yep. so easy not to. It's so easy not to train and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so easy to have a glass of wine or a beer and, and you know what I mean? It's where it's harder to say, okay, well, I need to be accountable. Absolutely. I need uh, to take responsibility. What do I need to do? That's a really good point because I was literally going to say, so if we take that ideology to weight loss people who have that ambition to lose weight yeah. often it is the excuse that stops them yeah and and you you you, you speak to weight loss people as well you know even though you're in a completely different field to me you you see a lot of weight loss people because often it's more to do with the mind than the the physical attributes um so you know how do, how do people overcome that that hurdle of they're not good enough or they often use too many excuses and they don't realize that they're doing that. Um, you know, the old, old, age old excuse of I don't have enough time. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many of them, whereas as you've experienced, it's actually not that hard to yes. do, is it? Yes. You know, it, you just have to prioritize, as you said at the top of the podcast, your health. Yeah. And I um, and I was telling you during the week too, I'm on estrogen blockers yes. because my cancer was estrogen positive so i'm on estrogen blockers god bless those tablets yep but i'm grateful for them yep i've been on them for two years i've got another eight years yeah well listening to some women that are on estrogen blockers and they're saying you know because of these estrogen blockers i'm putting on weight and blah 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 it's a lot of garbage yeah don't blame the estrogen blockers Mm -hmm. don't blame all these things it's what are you doing about it and that's going back to what we just said yeah blame yep something else what can you do you know what i say to people is um we all know when we're, um, let's say, for example, not eating the right foods. Okay. We all know it. Okay. Yep. So we go to the fridge and we're going to get out the Maltesers or the Tim Tams mm. um, and we get them out is okay. We're aware of it. At that point of time, what are we going to do? Yeah. Are we going to ignore our awareness? Yeah. Or are we going to um, do something about it? And at that point of time, I always say to people, it doesn't matter whether it's giving up alcohol um, feeling anxious, mm-hmm. um, feeling angry, whatever it is, at that point in time that you become aware of that, mm. beforehand, write down what's, um, how do I recognize that I'm not eating properly, as an example, yes. stick to the health thing. Yep. Um, oh, I'm eating crap food, I'm not prepping my meals, mm. um, I'm not grocery shopping once a week, or whatever it is. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts when I'm thinking these thoughts? Write them all down. So yep. when you become aware of those actions or thoughts, what's your new strategy going to be? Mm. What's my well? My new strategy is going to be that I'm going to go. I'm going to um, close the fridge. I'm going to throw the Tim Tams in the bin, or uh, no, I'm going to walk um, and go and have a glass of water. Uh, I'm going to be saying to myself these things. So I think it's really important that we have beforehand a strategy in place. Yep. Because everybody becomes aware. They're aware of what they're doing, mm. but they don't have a strategy to overcome it. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. They have a strategy in place, and it doesn't matter what it is. No, that's that's really good advice um, because a lot of people will they will do exactly what you said. They'll go to the Tim Tams, they'll go to the chips, they'll have a beer or whatever. And look, there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's done in moderation and you are fully aware of the decisions you make. But if your overarching goal and it should be a strong one is to lose weight, be healthy 
then do you actually need to do that? And you need to be aware of that decision you're making. And like you said, have a strategy, a strategy. to, yeah, to, to implement a better outcome for yourself, yeah. you know? And as you know, when you train more often, eat more healthier, and I'm not saying, you know, 100% of the time, but let's use a number 80, uh, uh, you have an eight out of 10 week, 80% of the time, you feel so much better for it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, you, you have more energy, you sleep better, you're more productive, your, your cognitive, um, uh, behavior in your brain is a lot more aware I have more energy yeah so then you're better for your clients you're better for your yes, family yes. Um, it has this massive ripple effect hey and then when because pe- I say to people too like I said let's stick to um, you know eating healthy or even exercising mm. is everyone like if um, you go on a holiday with your family you and Mon and the kids don't, st- don't rock up at the airport and go <laughs> where are we going yeah. And you both look at each other and shrug your shoulders and go, I don't know. You have a strategy in place. That's right. Yeah. Um, when you're going on a, um, you know, you're having people over for a barbecue for the weekend, you have a plan in place. Okay, I need to buy this, I buy that. Health is yeah. no different. No, that's right. It is no different. Mm-hmm. So what's my strategy? And and then it, if someone hasn't, if they've had an awareness, yep. okay, they're eating garbage every single day, yep. they're not sticking to their new strategy then why are you spectating? And that's step number three. That's then a good why point. are you spectating? Because if you're not doing it for spectating, yeah. why are you spectating? Yep. Um, what old belief are you still deep down? What old belief are you still hanging on to? Mm. And, and as an example with health, it could be, um, I was always a fat kid. I'll always be fat. Yep. Um, it's what old belief are you still hanging on to that's not true? Mm. Um, and how is this benefiting you? Yeah. Like how is this benefiting you? And you're spectating. Yeah. And again, and then it comes into again, not wanting accountability or responsibility. Absolutely. It's yes. it's really interesting how people take on life and a lot of the time too, in my experience, they don't prioritise their own health. Particularly mums, like and, and you can probably speak from oh. this experience. Uh, and my wife's exactly the same, God bless her. She will and you know, I, 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 a lot of my clients are females and they will prioritise their kids, prioritise their the husband, the home, the finances and if there's time left look after themselves so you know i think there has been a shift more recently that um women and mums in particular but you know dads and males as well um are now reprioritizing their health because they realize they have to um it's yeah i i I still remember um i stole this quote um i think kelly shared it on instagram and i used it and that is if you if you're able to brush your teeth every day which we do You know, we brush our teeth every day without fail because we know we have to. Because well, you hope so, don't you? Yeah, I know. Well, it's a good point. You know, some people do it twice a day, three times a day. Yeah, you hope so. Um, but you know, we do it because we're aware that it looks after our teeth. So why are we not imp- implementing that same ideology around our bodies? It's oh. it's really fascinating, isn't it? I um, believe if we could, because we can see our teeth, yes. we can see inside our bodies Good point. and what we're doing. Yep. Also, too, I know um, worked with a lady that um, her mother-in-law, talking about programming mm. and influence from throughout the years, so we're conditioned more than we realise, yep. um, is that her mother-in-law came to visit and she used to do running in the mornings and the mother-in-law said to her, um, you're just being selfish. Oh wow! How could you be selfish when your husband's got to go to work? She worked as well. Yeah. Um, and you've got to do the lunches. Don't wow. you think you're being selfish? She knew that was not logical. She knew that was not true. Yeah. But it actually planted a seed within her that she then thought she started questioning herself. Oh, wow. Maybe I am being, and that's where it comes from. No, we're not being selfish. No. No. Right. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, if if, if 
you're not looking after your health and then obviously you're frazzled and stressed and anxious due to everything else going on your health is going to decline anyway and then you can't do the role that you're trying to do so it's kind of a catch-22 whereas if you do prioritize you know it doesn't have to be much but you know obviously better eating exercise you're going to able to be the person that you need to be within the family dynamic. And that's like when you, you know when you get on the plane, I always use this analogy, mm. say if you're travelling with children and the oxygen masks are to drop from the ceiling, yes. um, adults put on your oxygen mask first before you put your children Yes, that's on. right, I never thought of that. And I use it all the time yeah. in the training because, you know, and I used to think, oh, that's a bit rough. Yeah. But as, as mums and dads, like you said, men as well, we put on the child's oxygen mask first. Yep. But then... We need to put ours on first, and I think just you know, if we're on a plane, we need to put our oxygen mask on. So we're not on a plane now, but I'm still yeah, um, yeah. Put on our oxygen mask first. You're not being selfish. You're not being because otherwise you get cranky and you're irritable, and you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's put on your oxygen mask first. And, Absolutely. And if you still believe it's being selfish, look at what belief you still hold in from your past mm. that makes you think that because it's a lie. It's it is a really good point. It's often a deeper emotion or a deeper why that stops a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got to delve deep. You know, it's all well and good to say, right, I want to lose ten kilos. So I'm going to find a trainer. But why do you want to lose that ten kilos? Yeah. Why? What's the reason behind it? And then you probably got to ask that same question three or four times to actually get to the the, the base of the reason as yeah. to you know that that actually means something to you because it's all, all well and good to do that. And I've experienced this numerous times with clients over the years where they will come to me with that goal, but they'll drop off because it's not a strong enough goal. And you would think it would be like wanting to lose that weight, but the goal actually stems from something deeper, but they haven't established that. that. I was just gonna say yeah, that. It, yeah, they haven't established that why just yet. So the reason or the motivation for them hasn't been established, so they drop off because it's just surface level stuff. Another thing I've realised too is I'm 56 next month and okay. I, it's gone like that. Yeah. I don't feel it. I yep. feel 36. There you go. Um, I don't certainly feel it and mm. that's the most important thing is how I feel. Um, and it's just gone so quick. Um, but I've seen people that haven't looked after their health because mm. they think, oh, you know, she'll be right. You know, this good old Australian. Yeah, yeah the, the old right. yeah. You know, we can have the pie and the beer. And <laughs> but then down the track, they're so overweight that they're back caves in and then they can't go walking because their back's sore or their legs or their knees are Mm -hmm. sore and they've got to lose weight to get healthier you know what i mean yeah yeah and they can't move too much because of the yeah i get it absolutely yeah it just they think it won't matter it does matter it does matter and and taking action now is is going to allow you to have a much more filling life 10 20 30 years from now isn't it and that's what a good cancer was good for me. It was a good positive in my life. Yeah, well. Not that I saw it at the time because it made me realise that yep. I have to look after this body because I, I, I said I wasn't dying. There yep. was no way I was going. There was not a hope in hell I was dying. Yep. I was going to stay healthy and I was going to survive for my boys. Mm. But now I'm staying healthy for me. That's it's fantastic. Me, no, I've got the scare of my life. Yeah. I've got, I know I've got a second chance here. I know that. Can I ask, when you got the initial diagnosis, did the doctors sort of give you a, a timeline or a, you know, you, they obviously didn't say you've got six months to live or anything like that, but was there an element of the conversation with them regarding potential mortality? Was that 
ever discussed or not? No, it wasn't. It was with my husband because he was stage four. Right, um, okay. It was with um, Mark. He was told he had two years. Yes. Um, and he had five months. Yeah, wow. Well. He was so far advanced. Um, yeah, so they did with him, but yep. no, not with me. Okay. No, they did it with me, which is a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course, so, yeah, 100%. Um, no, they didn't. Wow. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's it's the body. You know, I'm grateful. I, I know I've been given a second chance. I know that. Yep. And I am grateful every day. Mm. I, yeah, I'm mindful. I'm more mindful now, too. I'm mi- more mindful of what I eat, what I do, yep. um, what I think. Yep. Every thought we have is felt in every cell of our body. Absolutely. We might end on that, Rhonda. That's a good positive to end on. Um, as I said, you know, part way through, like it's it's it, you know, and not just because you're here, but it's it's such a a beacon of light when you turn up to this gym every day. And Kel says that as well. Like you're always so positive, you're always happy, you always say hello, you're always laughing. Like and considering what you have been through, it's it's really impressive and really inspirational to see. So. Thank you for sharing your time once again. Thank I you. really I appreciate it. it. Um, do you want to just give your business a quick wrap in case anyone's curious to know or would potentially like to maybe speak to you further? Absolutely. Um, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. Yep. And absolutely love what I do. Yep. I work with obviously mindset yes. and reprogramming, um, rewiring their subconscious mind. Okay. So if they just Google Rhonda Jansen hypnotherapy, and I work via Zoom as well. I work with a lot of people throughout Australia. Yep. Um, I can do overseas as well. But Rhonda Jansen Hypnotherapy, I would love to um, work with their mind and reprogram anything that they want to change. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Paul. That's all right. No problem. All right. Excellent. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Coffee time. <laughs> <laughs>